0: Storm of the century, they say. Oh, this is is a high-stakes moment for the weather people. Everybody's just on edge, right? If you have to travel outside of your house for even 10 minutes, actually, even if you're in your house, right? Because who's not afraid of losing power? I don't care if I freeze. Just don't take away my Disney Plus, you know what I'm saying? Don't take away my TV. Don't take away TV (laughs) from me while I'm trying to be inside, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't ruin my holidays. This don't... storm better deliver. That's like, what I'm saying. The
1: way, the, the way you're talking about it.
0: I don't. it's That's what I'm saying. I don't want it to deliver. I hope it's a mm-hmm. complete non-factor. I hope that all the weather people have to eat it. <laughs> but it's that's what I'm saying. It's high stakes. If nothing happens. People will be happy, but then they're going to come for the weather people. Like, this is an intense moment. One of those weather people is Ben Ennis. So You're
2: you're, you're taking my corner. Do not talk about the weather. That's my thing. I have a big, yeah. you know, 10-minute weather rant coming up at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to spoil my weather takes. You don't
0: You don't want to spoil it? You don't want to ruin yeah. what your thoughts are on the storm of the yeah, century? Yeah, me a
2: little nimbus.
0: Can you believe this, yeah, though? It's, it's, it's literally like, hey... Hey, when are you guys trying to travel for the holidays? Oh, those two days? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's when uh, we're going to make it the yeah. worst. Uh, all surrounding days completely fine. Nothing nothing's right. going to happen around the other days. Just the two that everyone needs to move. Just those ones. Yeah. Everything else yeah. is fine.
2: No, it's going to be like seven degrees and sunny like the middle of next week. But no. Uh, yeah, today, tomorrow, Saturday... Yeah, but minus 15 and and sideways uh, falling ice.
0: Um, This is is where I get religious, dude. This is where I get like, this is Noah's Ark stuff. This is God's angry. (laughs) I'd be the dumbest peasant, you know? Like, this is me back in, uh, like, basically every time before now. Where if you had a drought, people went, oh, well, we got to sacrifice somebody because it's obviously Tim's fault, you know? He's been not praying enough, so time to sacrifice Tim. I'd be the number one guy in the mob the first day, you yeah. know? the first well, day Well, I mean, snowstorm you got came. to. Yeah.
2: Otherwise, you're the guy being sacrificed, True. right? So, yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you got to be the most vocal about it Don't you yeah, think, yeah, though, t- if you make t-
0: yourself really seen up at the front that it, it does, uh-huh. if, the, if the sacrifice doesn't work out? mm mm-hmm. The people will look to you next. Nah. You got it wrong.
2: Nobody ever, no, like, it's, you know what? Here's a, a good, you know, parallel. Okay. That the people that started the sacrifices were um, held to the same level of scrutiny as the weather people in modern times. <laughs> that nobody cared,
0: right? It's like yeah. they would burn
2: the witch. And yeah. then it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, Things are still the same. Nothing yeah, changed. Didn't oh, well.
0: Work. Yeah. Didn't work. Better,
2: better luck next time. Yeah. Same yeah. with the weather people. We already had one of these. It was supposed to be a nightmare, right? I did the show from home because yeah. I was afraid of traveling on the roads. Look out my window. Not even raining. Like, nothing. Yeah,
0: but now like, you're messing with people's anything. holiday. People are already stressed out around the holidays, right? You're already... Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's supposed to be crazy storm the next couple of days, by the way. And for those of you listening that don't live in Toronto, because there are those, I shouldn't be so disrespectful. The podcast audience is vast. For the show, especially when it's good hour with Ennis. Yeah. There's a crazy snowstorm coming. It's basically, yeah. Again, it's Noah's Ark type stuff for you, you don't you're not allowed so, to leave basically we'll the next 48 hours. No driving, no nothing. No we'll see. We will see. We will see. But hmm, the weather people, they are they are in one because they're celebrities today, right? What should we do, weather people? Oh, and they yeah. go, batten down the hatches, st- try to avoid the roads. Oh, yeah. thank you, whoa, oh, wise ones. And then, whoa, <laughs> oh, adding this stress around wow. the holiday season when you're not sure if you got your gifts right, maybe you don't even have them done. When do you do gifts?
2: When do uh, you start? Because
0: you're, you're not a good shopper. You're not a good... No,
2: my wife does all the gifts.
0: But what do you do uh, for your she, wife?
2: Well... That's uh, yeah. Okay, so, so that's so. yeah. There we,
0: that's that's nice. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's real swell of you. <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. It, it's December twenty second, and know, there's like, no time is... for anything to, for you to change anything now. But that's really nice. No, you're gonna, no, give a, you're gonna give her a. you gonna give her one of those cards. Open. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna give her one of those cards. Hey, you no, get ten those, free massages from yeah. Ben. Gross. No.
2: No, the gas stations are open. She, yeah. she really needs a couple of new air Gas pressure, cards? Car.
0: Yeah, you just buy her gift, gift cards for gas. That's yeah. nice. You should do that. That'll be good. What a Merry Christmas in your home. What a warm, loving house. No, I, I can't, yeah. Don't you I feel shame? Don't you feel shame when it comes around, it's your turn, and you have nothing to offer?
2: Uh, No, because we, we had a handshake agreement that, that no gifts mm. between
0: us, okay? Mm, okay.
2: So we, we, we did that. We, who, we said, who
0: initiated this agreement?
2: Uh, it's hard
0: to say yeah. like it's, yeah. oh, Is it? It's hard to say It's just kind yeah. of like a, a mutual somebody, agreement Yeah, somebody who knows your wife I wouldn't think that that's something like stuff, Yeah, know. I wouldn't think she would be coming <laughs> up to you in the middle of the day going Ben Don't buy stuff. Don't buy stuff for our house or for me specifically. No, yeah. the guy who never buys anything. I'm pretty sure are you wearing uh your free Raptors championship t shirt that we got for the station? Yeah, that's what I thought. But so what? Yeah. I'm wearing sweatpants. No, like, I'm not want... I, it's not what? about fashion, it's about the frugality, let's say. You're, well, you're, you're do I
2: also like have a winter coat that is a Sportsnet winter coat that yeah. I just had like uh oh my God. new zipper uh, put onto it instead of buying a new coat because that's I, a smart yeah. move
0: though. That's smart. Yeah I have no problem yeah. with that. That's smart. Why would you buy a new coat if it's only is it and that coats awesome? That's a really nice coat great. you and a, There's a, just Shut a couple people around the building that somehow they did one outdoor event hmm. It's just it's timing every once in a while. Know. There's a, there's new people in wardrobe. Yeah, that is nice, too You did it. Yeah, exactly you did it shadier, but every once in a while there's just people in the building who will luck their way into doing one outdoor event and then sportsnet will give them incredible fleek free clothing it's yeah. it's just i've only been offered these are the things that i've been offered sportsnet branded wise ball cap mm-hmm. watch from the 90s which you've been offered as well i've
2: never even seen this watch you've never seen those it's old like, fan
0: 590 watches no yeah I'm they're a yeah they're actually disgusting like Think about Disgusting. if you if, think about if you had a dad, if right now, if you're listening to this, you had a dad who's a boomer and they didn't have a nice watch, that's the watch it was.
2: Oh, yeah. My, my dad has the fabric. He, like, he took yeah. the, the old uh, <laughs> band off his watch and put, like, that's the a fabric on with the yeah, with, yeah. The, with the velcro on it that's what that's he has no
0: see watching. that was that was a different one there's basically two boomer watches in my eyes there's that the casio yeah and then the casio the metal silver you look at it and go that is gross like it's just disgusting <laughs> that's not good sorry for those of you that are looking at yours right oh, now shit. you fathers who are looking at it going my son gave me this your son is cheap and he should have done better by you that's what i think anyway um do you want to – I'm going to do a thought on Siakam later. Do you want to do a thought on it or you want me to move on? Because I'm doing um, it later on the podcast.
2: Well, I mean, the only thought that I have is that this is a guy <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Over the last uh, couple of weeks, we've all come to grips with the idea that this Raptors team is probably going to look different in the middle of February than the mm-hmm. way it looks right now. But how deep do you want to do the cutting? And I think it's, you know, despite the age gap between Pascal Siakam and, and Scotty Barnes is another conversation altogether. And getting benched at the end of that game is, uh, yeah, it's been a very up and down year, I would say, for Scotty
0: Barnes. Uh, it's down. Been a- it's been down. Um, you <laughs> want a Scotty Barnes stat? This is from Josh Lewenberg. Uh I saw the, my old podcast mate at school. Uh, Scotty Barnes team worst minus 16 in a game that the Raptors won by seven. That's not a good stat That's a pretty tough no, stat. but uh, it, it gets worse. Um, he's a negative plus minus I'm not a basketball plus minus guy by the way mm-hmm. because I think that one game samples are the dumbest thing ever I actually should say that I have Leafs talk today this afternoon and I'm bringing in Ian Tulloch And this is something I always got mad at him for is he loved doing Leafs game reports with one game Leaf stats where you go here's their one game coursing. I would say this is right. the dumbest thing alive, but In his last nine games, Scotty Barnes has been a negative. In 11 of his last 12, he's been a negative. Um, Over that stretch, right? The 12 games, he's minus 84. Nobody else on the team is worse than minus forty one. Which because again, you would think, oh, well, everybody on the team is horrific. They've been bad. They've lost six straight and they've been a bad team this month. Not no. as bad as him. No, not as bad as him. He's been the worst <laughs> by a like quantifiable, wow. like a large quantifiable amount. Anyway, I don't want to make it a negative vote, Scotty Barnes on Siakam Day. Wait, Jobo has a stat on this. So What's your stat?
1: Since November thirtieth, which is that game that you mentioned the twelve games ago. Yeah. He is fifth worst in the league. Yeah. Overall, in total plus minus, And guess who's first? Evan Who? Mobley. Yeah.
0: Oof. Yeah, yeah, tough look. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, first place. I wish 96. you didn't say that. That was, you know what though? I, listen, I I had regrettable Scotty Barnes takes in the past. Right. I thought Jalen Suggs over Barnes. Mm-hmm. Most uh, many of us did. Actually, Ennis wasn't. Ennis was always on nope. Barnes Island. It was a very. It, right. He he trumpeted that for a very long time. He was into it. I was yeah. wrong. Uh, but now, hey, the door is creaking open to still be right. You know, like my horse is at the. Is, it's a lame duck horse. Jalen Suggs always hurt. <laughs> lame duck horse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a lame duck horse. It's a lame duck horse. It's a glue factory horse, basically. But every once in a while, it shows a flash, and then you go, oh, is this a. And then it gets hurt. No, but so I'm reluctant to make other Scotty Barnes takes, but I, I truly do believe that there, yeah, there's potential for us looking back 10 years from now and saying, sorry, Scotty Barnes beat Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year. That's one of the... Well, yeah, and he only
2: beat Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year because Mobley got hurt late in the season last year and then kind of like passed him. Like, Evan Mobley, at at his best, looked like the, the rookie of the year last year and that's not not to take away from what was a spectacular rookie year for Scotty Barnes but yeah the it's not like people look at the the what what was he one to ten from the field yesterday <sighs> and and think that's the I mean that plays into the anyway plus, it, just, stuff it just it just has
0: a lot about. of Tyreek Evans winning rookie of the year in the Steph Curry year uh, to me that's just yeah it, there it, are guys yeah, yeah there are
2: definitely that, are guys that that won yeah
0: it's it, like or I said it's the Tyreek Evans where people went oh my God this guy's the man he's win rookie of the year and then ten years later Steph Curry why didn't Steph Curry win rookie there oh my god Tyreek Evans won. Oh, that's <laughs> anyway it has a little bit of that all I'm saying is it has a little touch of that anyway Siakam the positive of it. Um, what you said there is right about the timelines thing this is what's so strange about where the Raptors are at everyone constantly does the assumption that they need to build around Scotty Barnes and they need to reset so that they can build around Scotty Barnes that's not the way that I've been talking about it I've thought that they should be trading guys to maximize asset potential to go into next year and say Hey, we're gonna actually try to build around siakam but that that is what's wild to me is to me scotty was the priority in the organization looking at him after a rookie of the year campaign thinking hey this guy does represent winning for a very long time but siakam is becoming the priority because you can make a case that he's he's on the bubble of being a top 10 guy in the nba and when you have one of those guys
2: you don't
0: give him up. Well, no, he's not on the trading block. He's never been on the trading block. The basically to me, the conversation yeah, around the Raptors O'Connor is put
2: him on there. But yes, go ahead. Well,
0: that yeah, that's, that's too much. That's too much. Basically, to me, the the scenarios are Gary Trent has already traded. There's just no yes. way he's not. He's gone. So there's not even a point of having much of a conversation around it because he's just he's a goner. I think I saw that the betting odds are minus two hundred. He's still a Raptor, and I went, don't bet that. <laughs> that's a bad bet the conversation is do you trade fred or og one of the two of the guys you don't trade both because trading both is like you said it's too much chopping down and i don't think that you can change the roster too much from this year to next season even with all the picks or prospects or things that you get for those guys i think that ideally what it is is you can flip fred van vliet into first round picks that you can turn into trades or you If the OG and an OB trade is what Zach Lowe says, then you have to consider that because the pieces don't seem to fit for this Raptor's team on a nightly basis, and they're just going to have to make a direction of how to maximize some of those assets. They got and then then fine, you bring back Fred van Vleet, you've got all the picks and all the pieces that you got in the OG trade, and then you're trying to use them to shore up different stuff around the roster. The problem I have with that is it's so impossibly hard for me to think about the Raptors finding a piece or two that that fit better for this roster than OG. And I yeah. don't love the idea of giving Fred Van Bleed a long-term $100 million contract that extends into... I just think it becomes harder to move.
2: Yeah. Well, but then what do you do at maybe the most important position in the NBA, right? The guy that's supposed to initiate the offense, I guess, pass around, no, uh, Scotty Barnes? No, the most important position in the NBA. Well, I mean, for a team that is um, pretty ISO heavy, yeah. To get somebody that would be able to bring the ball up the court, that would um, make this offense a little less stagnant, be able to shoot, Mm. Like Fred Van Vliet
0: used to be able to do. Anyways, yeah, yeah, Fred's best, but this is, I think, a misnomer. Fred is good on the ball, right? He's responsible, but Fred is not Chris Paul. People make him out to be this dime machine. He's not even Kyle Lowry. He's best off the ball. He's best as a undersized shooting guard. That's his role. You want him doing that. When he's trying to set up the offense, he's doing usually he he can do a lot too much around the basket where he's not really efficient. And yeah, he's not exactly Mr. Court Vision. Mr. Gets the offense and the chemistry going. Like uh, That's actually not how I see the value of Fred VanVleet. The value I th- think of Fred is that he can do both. But re- think about it. Historically, why did Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, the two point guard lineup, work? Because Kyle was the point guard and Fred is the shooting guard. Why do you think they went after all these point forwards to run the offense? It's because they like Fred off the ball. They like him as a shooting guard. I'm not saying he cannot do it, but go look through Fred Van Vliet's box scores, his assist numbers. There's like you're not you're not the point guard when you have three assists at, like on a lot of nights. It's just it it's a bit of a it reminds me a little bit of the whole, hey, Tim Duncan's not a center thing. Like, no, he's he wasn't a power forward; he was a center. And same thing with Fred van vliet where I look at him and go, he's a combo guard. He's a he's a modern version guard, but he is not a point guard the way that some people try to put him as. And they go, like, he's the head of the snake. No, that's not that's not the best role for him. He shouldn't be that guy. He should be an off the ball yeah. guy, combo guard, well, someone else he, who he can handle the duties and share the duties.
2: He should be a guy that can hit a wide open three, which he hadn't been able to and do. He was last night. Streak until, like, he hit, yes, one big three at the end of the game yesterday. Hey, they synced
0: the up finally. They finally yeah, synced up. Yeah,
2: well, and that to me is, you know, so we're talking about timelines and that Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes are mm-hmm. separated by, what, three, four years in age and maybe different time. It, yeah, Pascal Siakam doesn't look like he's getting any worse at his advanced age and approaching 30, but mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet might be right, and the miles on the tires, and yep. the number of minutes that he's played, and the injuries that he sustained the last couple of years makes him kind of a curious candidate to, to sign to a big money contract this offseason.
0: Bro, you got to think like Belichick before he lost his mind and decided Matt Patricia could run his offense with Joe Judge, right? Mm-hmm. The belt. Remember when we respected Bill Belichick? Everyone, <laughs> do you remember those times when Belichick wasn't just hiring his son and cronies, and the, his team would win? Remember, you remember those times, right, Ben?
2: Yeah, barely. But
0: yeah, yeah, I know. But those times, boy, and when we thought it was cute when his dog would be sitting at the table during the NFL draft, yeah. and you went, he doesn't even need to care about the draft. So what if he's the general manager and coach, and he's drafting centers that were projected to go to the third round and the first round? I think that guy actually turned out to be okay, but before that. That was the Belichick move. And I always think about that with sports is who's the guy that you need to try to move off of on the right time? And what do you think is more likely going to hurt you or help you, blah, 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 blah. You moving Fred Van Vliet into another good contract and a a high draft, or I shouldn't even say a high draft pick, but a good draft pick. Like the, the idea of trying to get one of those Lakers picks and moving Fred there is really good to me or getting a magic pick is really good to me. Signing Fred Van Vliet and having him be on a four or five year contract yeah, through his early 30s, which one of those two options do you think that prime Belichick would do, right? And that that's the one for me. I go go into the Belichick brain. So to me, it's that. Anyway, am I going to be heartbroken if they re-sign Fred Van Vliet? No, I'll be fine with it. He's a good player and good culture player, good at... Like, there's just so many reasons to believe that this is some slump for him, whatever. It's overly reactionary. He can still obviously do it. He's had some 40-point nights recently. He's fine. It's just... To me, that is the most prudent move. That is the most obvious move. That is the the least downside move, right? You trade OG Ananobi, even if you end up getting three draft picks, you you got Pascal Siakam moving in the next year saying, hey, okay, we got to use those three draft picks to try to go get an OG Ananobi type. We've always wanted one of those. Yeah. It's it's kind of that, <laughs> yeah. so.
2: Defensive player of the year candidate who right. hits threes and yep. is, yeah, taking another Low maintenance, step offensively. Yeah, yeah, just,
0: yeah, no. no. It's, it's, tough. it's tough. It's tough to move him and see what the future looks like around Siakam or harder to see that. Then it is okay, the the Barnes thing. The 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 one thing I can't stop thinking about recently is um what if what if the Raptors would have just said, you know what? We're selling high on Scotty Barnes and give us Kevin Durant and we'll give you Gary Trent's contract and we'll throw in another you know, we'll just Because that was always the problem with Scotty Barnes is you actually had to throw in multiple guys and so you couldn't yeah. have done it. You, you you couldn't have actually done it, but yeah, if we're talking about hey history with Scotty Barnes versus Mobley, might look bad. Scotty Barnes, as a guy that people would have said Kevin Durant, who might win MVP this year, imagine him and Siakam side by side, the two of those guys. It was pretty good. Yeah, that pretty good. And,
2: and and not a one year proposition, like multi year, because you know. Uh, he asked out before that extension yeah. even kicked in. Yeah. I mean, if that was and actually people were on like, and
0: people were like, but Kevin Durant gets pouty sometimes. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. hey, he doesn't like it all the time. He tweets at people. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, if if that was truly on the table, like I I, I don't think the Nets would have moved him no. for anything. It, it seems. And no, probably, no, no. I think uh, that
0: there could, could have been a Godfather that. deal from the Raptors, but the problem is, is that it actually this was always the issue with the Scotty Barnes trade. I said that if they could have done a Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant trade straight up then you have to do that the problem is is you had the salary match and that would have required the Raptors to completely gut the roster and you would have ended up with a team of Kevin Durant and a bunch of nobody Ke- Kevin Durant and Fred Van Vliet and that wouldn't have been any different than what you see right now so anyway um, let's move on let's take a quick break but, uh, let's take a quick break let's come back let's reset and let's do all the stuff that I was planning on doing with you but yeah, um, yeah the, the Siakam thing it, he's just so damn good that it it makes you question where the timelines are at and the pro- the, I guess the, the, the positive is that he's incredible. He is just an incredible player. The negative is that it makes it even more confusing what you do because you've got one guy who's so brilliant and then another guy who's struggling so mightily that represented your future. It's just, yeah, boy, I, I don't envy the position that this front office is in right now. It's nice that they have pieces that they can kind of pivot either way, but, whoo Decisions, decisions, decisions. Anyways, quick break, let's come back, and let's do the rest of Good Hour with Banas. SportsNet 590. 590, the fan. You know, you know what the gift bananas is giving the city of Toronto? What's that? Is for all the deadbeat husbands out there and boyfriends that don't do anything for their wives or girlfriends, partners, whatever. He he stands as the sterling example of people going. Sweetie, lover, friend. At least you're not married to yeah. this guy, this cheapo, who's literally like giving his wife. You know what he's doing for his wife this Christmas? He's literally doing. Do you like the roof over your head? <laughs> That's, That's right. him. Yeah. That's, you can take that away at any <laughs> yeah, second. exactly. You'd be on the street. Yeah, we got a roof, but no chimney for Santa to come down. Okay, there's no, <laughs> there's yeah. no chimney for him. We clogged it you up. Like your life. Yeah, you know,
2: every day is Christmas yeah. for for my wife. She gets to, <laughs> exactly. to live in this house. This exactly. I- incredible lifestyle.
0: Dude, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you know what I I learned today? I learned something today. You know, I like to share things with with uh, the audience and with you. And so I, I'm not a I'm not a lip gloss guy. I don't. Or what do you call it? Lip not chap.
2: Lip gloss guy. Yeah,
0: see, I'm so, yeah. I'm so not a lip chap guy that I don't yeah. even know what it's called. Chap even stick, Joe looked yeah. at me. He was like, what the hell are you talking about? Right? <laughs> lip gloss. I'm not a glitter guy. No, no I'm not. Really I'm really not okay. a glitter guy. Anyway, right. that's what, so gloss just makes it shiny. Stick, yeah. lipstick, yeah. color. Yeah
2: chapstick what are you are you talking about chapstick or yeah. lipstick now you you've now talked about no, I know. three separate things yeah, what that's are what you I'm talking saying. I'm saying
0: I'm saying okay yeah I'm just working out what the three things are lipstick color lip gloss yeah. uh-huh. shiny uh-huh who wants shiny i what's the point of that Dude, ladies
2: have you uh, some of these ladies my yeah. wife included i don't know if she uses it anymore have this thing called plumping lip gloss which actually <laughs> numbs funny. your lip and makes it like Batter. Like I don't yeah, know, I There's some that, sort though. of chemical ingredient.
0: I get, I get the allure of that though because yeah, people it's... want big lips.
2: Okay, sure. Plumping. It seems like probably like there's
0: some long-term. I just negative I health I picture, to, no. To I just picture the ad. Lips. I just picture the ad. Like, hey, ladies, you want big greasy lips? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, get these plumping. Get these plumping greasy lip balm Please. or whatever. Anyway, uh, that's <laughs> Joe is distraught by this. He is not happy about this conversation. Okay, so I'm not a big lip chap guy. I don't chapstick.
2: What are you? T- you don't call it lip chapstick.
0: Lip chap is not right. It's no, not
2: acceptable. You can have chapped lips. What are you talking about? I thought it was called lip chap. Are you from this planet?
0: No. <laughs> this is just a further example of, to illustrate how little I use this. Anyway, I use the chap stick and I I finally I get this out, right? I got a Burt's Bees. I shouldn't give them the free ad, but it is what it is. It already happened, so let's keep yeah. it moving. I can't put- so I, I get this thing, and I don't know how to even put it on. So I was just, like, smashing it against my face and lips. And then I got on the train. I got on the train this morning, and I felt like I was wearing the scarlet letter, right, of just people must be looking at me and wondering what's all over his face. Because I don't know how much I put on, but it just it felt – I, I, I kind of rushed it, and then I got on the train, and I felt – and I couldn't. I just sat there in horror of, oh, my God, I got this. I don't know how you're supposed to put that on. How? how
2: talk- so was it the stick, or yeah, it it the one stick. where you have to stick your finger in? And no, then that's push it around disgusting.
0: And then I would never. Yeah. I would never do that. That it's is disgusting.
2: Yeah, you you just do it like like lipstick.
0: I I don't I, know how like, lipstick goes on. I'm not wearing lipstick ever either. Uh, so okay. anyway, but you've just,
2: seen you've seen people in in. But that's in what I tried. no. But that's what lipstick, I was I was right? trying
0: to do that. I was trying to think about that. I even did the girl thing like that. Like, you know, a (laughs) guy. Well, that's unnecessary. I know. I I thought I was like, yeah, I was like, do I have to do that? Anyway, it was just, uh, it was all over my face. It was disgusting. I was a mess. (laughs) I was just smearing it, like, just smearing it over. I was like, how many times are you supposed to run around doing this thing? And then I realized it was too much. Anyway, I don't know why I shared that, but it was disgusting. And I I don't know how to properly do a lot of things.
2: How do your lips feel now?
0: The the same. (laughs) The same. (laughs) like minor uh, discomfort minor discomfort three out of ten discomfort two out of ten discomfort anyway, so I Texted you yesterday the topic of the day was About the Mets Sure, they're spending so much money. They spent They're they're gonna spend eight hundred million dollars on this free agent class not in one year but over the tenure of these deals gonna be around eight hundred million bucks Mm -hmm. and There's even some indications that they're not quite done yet. You look at their roster right now, it's glorious on paper, right? Especially if you think as highly of Brandon Nimmo as everybody else in free agency seemed to, the $200 million man. Wow, they got Brandon Nimmo in center field and the rest of this incredible roster. They steal Carlos Correa. And so the the thing I couldn't stop thinking about was... is that the most fun thing you can have outside of winning, right? And, and when I say winning, I just mean games, important games, right? Because no one would say that winning a regular season game is all that important. But if you discount winning playoff series, which are so fun, and especially winning championships, what are the most entertaining and fun things that a fan can experience? And so I asked you to think about that because... To me, one of those things would absolutely be an owner like this in baseball who is just mm-hmm. splashing around cash recklessly. It's not your yeah. money. It's not affecting anything you do. Some bozo on Twitter was talking about, hey, it's going to be $37 hot dogs at Mets games next year. And I went, <laughs> okay. what are you talking about? The stupidest thing. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I just, of course. I the, didn't see that one. No, that's just the most that. negative viewpoint you can possibly. That's actually where even a pessimistic person like myself yeah. looks at someone and goes, that's, why are you the way that you are? But mm-hmm. what what did you think of? Because I, I wrote down a few different things, but I, I don't know. I think that there's this pretty strong case for the baseball ownership thing if you care about baseball.
2: Yeah, I think I think winning a draft lottery where there's a franchise yep. eligible player is probably the up there. Yeah, uh, considering that uh, Toronto sports fans have experienced that in the yep. last, you know. Uh, less than a decade in the Austin Matthews uh, draft lottery in which they were deserving mm-hmm. of winning it because they had the most odds finishing dead last in the NHL. That was pretty good. Like in season, there's there's nothing more exciting than the surprise winning team that also Toronto I disagree with that.
0: I disagree have, with have that.
2: experienced a couple of times they ex- experienced it in year one of Austin Matthews where they lose in overtime in game okay. one. But Let's just
0: do one at, at a time. Let's just do one at a time. I don't want to okay. hear your entire list all at once because I want to go over these things because, again, I right. have a couple of them. I want to do one at a time. I actually had winning the draft lottery as number one because, to me, the, the thing that you sell people on is hope right with sports Mm -hmm. only one team ever wins and so when I was really trying to break down this list it came down to what gives you the most hope and I think that winning a draft lottery is the most hope you can have and specifically winning a draft lottery because in the NFL it, it doesn't feel this way right it's just it's a it's a absolute death march it feels horrific you think that Texans fans are having a good time potentially getting Bryce Young to have this season where it's just embarrassing every single week. you got to watch 17 games of Davis Mills. And they've been doing this thing recently where, and I'm not watching a ton of Texans games. I don't know if any of the guys on the show know, but they have another quarterback that they'll just bring in and they'll go, you try for a little while. <laughs> Let's go back and forth. Let's see what's happening here. Colts fans, you think they're having a good time? Or Broncos fans? That's a different one. That's a whole, they don't have their pick. But these, these fan bases, that's not fun. Marching your way to the very top pick. It's, it's just not. Even if it's a year where there's Andrew Luck, you're not ever having fun losing or doing these things. The draft lottery, you sit there on a night, and it's an event, and you know you have good odds, and when you get down to those final three envelopes, right? You get down to those final three, like Raptors fans did last year, or like Leaf fans experienced getting Austin Matthews, or the crushing defeat of not getting Connor McDavid, right? When we thought the NHL should rig it for you. That's euphoria. I can tell you that it's happened for me in my life where when I was a Sonics fan, they got the second overall pick for Kevin Durant, and I thought it was going to save the Seattle Supersonics franchise. That's how important those things are because that's how much hope it represents getting one of those picks. Getting Austin Matthews, Matthews didn't quite feel as good simply because you had just missed out on McDavid and as good of a prospect as he was and as incredible of a feat it was for them to win it. There, there still was a little bit of uh, it was a year delayed on the guy. No,
2: I, I don't know. I, it, no, it, it. Okay, so I think for teams that have a chance at the the top pick but weren't absolutely dead last, it is it's it's a lot more of what you're talking about excitement and and really you you go into a draft lottery super optimistic. I think for Leaf fans coming off that season where they really had to, you know, poor Garrett Sparks was the, the cannon fodder at the end of the season, getting thrown into games. whole team was against. awful.
0: I, I went yes, to the last but, home but, game of the year, and it was just, they, the, I think the Leafs went up one nothing, and it was his nightmare. You were sitting there going, please don't right? improve your odds.
2: Yeah, and they didn't, because they had horrible goaltending performance uh, by the end. And just barely scraped into the dead last position by the skin of their teeth by the end of the season. And then at that point, you only have things to lose going into a draft lottery, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've already kind of put your mind into the idea of, of winning the first overall pick. Um, But that's what I'm saying.
0: The elation of winning the draft lottery to me is the, is the, is the best feeling that you can have, which is why so much of, I'm not afraid of tanking. And I, and I also believe that some people write hope, hope is what you want. Hope is what you want as a sports fan. How do you accumulate the hope? It's by winning that. And that's why, to me, tanking isn't always the worst. Tanking is bad when you had a really good team that completely falls apart and it's the end of an era and it happens sooner than you expected. But for the most part, I'd... or when it happens oh, the, for too long, right? When you're just the a team that year your tanking, over year.
2: Like, while you're in the tanking, it yeah. stinks, right? You're talking about the, the the horrible teams in the NFL. Like, yes, oh, their yeah. season that, stinks. That's so that awful. season before the Matthews draft was horrible. And nobody yeah. watched it.
0: Yeah. The ma- the, you're right. All tanks are different. If you're a tanking team and it's supposed to be a one-off because like the Raptors, we thought it was going to be the Tampa season, I never hated that tank. You couldn't really watch the Raptors game because there wasn't a whole lot to be invested in, let's just say. Right there wasn't a young player or no, a couple of young players you wanted to watch
2: you can you can love the theory behind tanking, and really there's no other take than um yeah, that Raptors team should have tanked the Leafs absolutely should have mm-hmm. tanked, but you can also hate the process right that you can hate that that is really the the only avenue to to rebuild your team in North American pro sports is tanking,
0: mm-hmm. yeah anyway, so I just I think that the full. winning the draft lottery isn't is. is I I had it as actually number one it's the best feeling that you can have because it it feels like you yeah you you've just injected something into your franchise that is going to last for like hopefully a decade and it changes the prospects of who you are and what you're going to be and it's just it's the most exhilarating feeling you're winning something without actually having won anything but um i want to push back on the the surprising team because that was on my list too I, i took it off because I, I'm experiencing this to a certain degree as a Seahawk fan. This, it's not that great of a feeling. Because one, you always have this underlying feeling of we're frauds. You have a complete fraud feeling that's going on the entire time. And part of you just wishes that you would tank because you can't win. And, and this is sort of what I'm going through a little bit with the Raptors right now where I don't want them to necessarily turn it around because I don't think what they have as a group is good enough to be able to win a championship. And I, I don't see the path... Where they're going to be able to surround siakam with enough talent over the next year or two without actually adding some other pieces from the outside that are not just whatever their own pick turns out to be or some veteran minimum contracts or whatever they get back into gary trent jr trade you want to see your team actually have a shot it's fine when it's a young team that takes that step which i think is different and i have that on my list young team that takes a step is exhilarating when it's the Leafs in their first season with all the young guys together and they made the yep. playoffs against Washington, that's all thats all gravy. That's the innocent climb. And and I have that with the Blue Jays too, right? The year they just missed yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, play Well,
2: and, and the Raptors kind of had it too after the Rudy Gay trade and the Kyle Lowry yep. trade to the Knicks was, was nicked.
0: Yeah, that one was a little different. That one was fun and they were a gritty and they were a tough team, but nobody thought they were going to win a championship that year. And that's what I'm saying is there's a little bit of, and, and I still felt this way at the time. It turned out, Incorrect, but at the time when the Raptors started winning those games, I didn't feel great about it because you wanted Wiggins first overall in the draft and you had built your mind around potentially going down and, and getting him. And that's what I'm saying. The fraudulent, unsus- uh, nobody believed in us team, th- they never win. Not in like who's the team that actually won that nobody believed in, nobody, it's like what you're going to say that well, happens Kings? in
2: baseball. I would say that it happened No, but it
0: doesn't happen. I mean, well, okay. The, the Braves
2: the, a couple of years ago were like a couple but, of games over 500. and you still have to make the playoffs in baseball. baseball.
0: You still, sure. You're right. You, I guess you're right to that degree. I guess I'm thinking about it more in terms of a football team or a basketball team where yeah. you get eight Well, those teams are the, the two playoffs.
2: sports where, like, yeah, we can have fun talking about the South Divisions in the AFC and the NFC uh-huh. and their abilities to make the playoffs. They're not winning a Super Bowl. We know mm-hmm. this. And in the NBA, it's the, the most – Individually star dependent league, and the postseason is most indicative of who the best teams are. But mm-hmm. yeah, baseball is not like that. Baseball, it's a crapshoot. the 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 true winner is is the 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 winner of the regular season that has the the best team through 162 games, and then you get into a into short playoff crap series, shoot. and and anything can happen.
0: Yep, crapshoot, crapshoot. Sounds.
2: Know, Blue Jays could have won the World Series in 2020. Yep. Right. Like the choking Dodgers won it somehow in 2020. Yeah.
0: No, you're right. That, that is true. I just think that, yeah, once you are into the playoffs in baseball, I always look at it as anybody can win, and so that part of it's over. But you're right. There still is. There are teams that surprise you in getting there. I just didn't think that the Dodgers – or sorry, the, the Braves were a surprise team getting there. They were more surprising because they lost Acuna and they still found a way to win despite losing their best guy. The most – I yeah. would say in my lifetime or recent life, the Royals were actually the team – that when they first got it done the the first iteration of the Royals team the Ned Yost mm-hmm. there's no way that these guys can do this analytics are fake making
2: it to the World Series yeah
0: that yeah. those guys getting there you went oh wow this is this is quite a thing this is pretty unbelievable that they made it there but for the most part yeah I can't think of you, you think the Braves are the most shocking World Series winners of like I'm really trying to think about I should pull up a list
2: well, there was a there was a Cardinals team uh, shortly. I mean, in the mid two thousands, after the Red Sox won uh, their first in two thousand four, that was like I think they were an eighty six win team as well. But they had Albert Pujols, right? Like yeah. they, it's not like they were a bad team, but like record wise, they were one of the 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 most surprising teams to ever win a World Series. The Phillies even getting to a World Series considering their regular season yeah. this past year. Yeah, was... that
0: that yeah, but again they yeah. They they still did have a big payroll and they had a lot of really good players and it was a weaker division. Like I'm just I'm looking through this and yeah weaker
2: no, division. They had two teams that won a hundred games yeah. in that in the NL East last year.
0: Yes, uh, this is no. I don't see anybody that was a shocking World Series winner to me. Like there's nobody that was there that I went oh my god. I, I this is the story of the this is the story of the decade. Like there's no this is a bad comparison because it's the most polar opposite end of the extreme. But there's no. Um, What was the soccer team that won, Joe? Leicester City. That's it. I couldn't get Ipswich out of my mind. I don't know why. (laughs) Definitely not (laughs) Ipswich. It wasn't Ipswich. It wasn't Ipswich. But yeah, so that, yeah, I guess a baseball team, that that could be a decent one, though, because you can make a run and you cannot, you can believe like this year with the Phillies that you weren't going to win a World Series and there was no way and that you kind of feel like the fraud and you can get hot in the postseason. So that is a good one. But that is still winning to me, right? Like, the thing that we're t- discussing here is what's the most exhilarating thing that you can have as a fan? And once you get into the postseason winning, like, that's the disqualifier. It is a regular season thing. So, I guess baseball baseball is one. You're right. Baseball, sneaky team, that one works. Because once you're into the dance, you're right. Anybody can do it.
2: Yeah. The other thing, I mean, the other uh, thing that's kind of, I guess, a parallel with winning a draft lottery is when you have the prize prospect that arrives in the middle of the season, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was... Vlad's regular season debut for the Toronto Blue Jays was um, among the most exciting things that I can remember Mm -hmm. in Toronto's sports history, and to a lesser extent, Bo Bichette. And then before that, you know, you got Brett Laurie, like Travis Snyder. When those guys that you had heard of and were paying attention to their minor league box scores, or William Nylander, when he did arrive, I guess was, what, at the end of that tanking season Mm -hmm. um, with Zach Hyman. Like yeah, injected a little bit of intrigue into that season, but um yeah, that's 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 in an otherwise moribund year because mm-hmm. you know you're a crappy team on 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 the come up because you were able to collect those those guys, although not the case in Vlad, because uh, is not drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those like that was among one of the more memorable regular season games that I you know over the last ten years in Toronto sports. Yeah,
0: so I I think I I, I ranked it as this. This was, my, this was my ranking. One was getting first overall pick. That's the number one thing that you can do that's outside of a championship that I think is, is great as a sports fan. Two is I did put crazy owner that spends a bunch of money because I just, I, the exhilaration of knowing that you're entering the season like that for, for baseball as a Mets fan, I just, I just can't imagine what would be more enjoyable than waking up knowing that you didn't think you got Carlos Correa and then all of a sudden you did. That's <laughs> just such a, like, I'm going to do holiday wish list later on in the, the podcast today for for Toronto sports teams and think about how it just exciting it was the news cycle of getting Chris Bassett for what 48 hours right yeah, yeah. Chris Bassett Chris. came to town and you went boy and they would 48 hours and Dallas Braden came on my podcast and mm. talked about how he's a winner he said <sighs> he's just he's a guy that he he demands respect or he commands respect. I keep mixing those two things up. He commands respect because everybody just looks to him in those moments. I went, this is so fun. This is so exciting as a sports fan. Having that buzz is Buddy. incredible, right?
2: The, 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 the I mean, if you want to... Okay, Chris Bassett was fun yeah. to get Chris Bassett and certainly somebody that the Blue Jays can use in his mid-30s who doesn't strike people out. But like a couple of years ago, the Blue Jays went to the very tippy-top of the free agent pool and yeah. outspent... Steve Cohen for George Springer, which was way more exciting.
0: Yes. My point is just simply that they've had these off seasons where they get one of the guys, which is great. And it's been, it's been nice. Uh, Not everybody who uses is complaining. What do you want them not? No, they go out one off season. They go get a Ryu and then they go get a Springer and then they go get a Gossman. And that's awesome. And then everything around it. And don't say send because that was a one year contract, right? And, and Chapman was a trade. So every year, the Blue Jays front office has basically been like, we're going to go out and spend 20 plus million dollars on one player, 20 or more on one guy, and then the rest is going to be pretty underwhelming. It must be so awesome having an offseason where you just have so many guys you can't even keep track of it that you, you end up getting the pitcher from Japan and you go, who cares? He's like the 15th guy that we signed this offseason. Who even cares that he's here? No one even remembers. He just shows up at spring training and you go, oh my God, that guy too. They spent so much money. So that's very high on the list for me. Um, a prospect that hits... Uh, a prospect that just hits is i think as good as you can feel especially in in sports where it's not as obvious that someone is going to hit so maybe we're doing too many things as baseball is like this is why baseball is the best but yeah prospects in baseball they're they're not as obvious usually as the ones in the other north american sports Where they're they're at the very top right but even still when you do hit on a prospect in an nfl draft like i can tell you richard sherman being a seventh round pick you know cam chancellor's those guys being late round picks Oh, sorry, I think Sherman was maybe fifth and then Cam was later. I can't even remember. Either way, those guys being late round picks that hit, that is as good of a feeling as you can have as a sports fan because you go through that little moment of, is this for real? Like, But it's all house money. It's all house money. Even if you only get a couple of games from those guys being great, that is amazing but then if they turn out to be great players like even with Siakam he was 27th overall pick in a draft it feels so much better Fred Van Vliet being undrafted think about how many times you go to that well as a sports fan of everyone's stupid but us and that's what you like to have other little minor wins around it so to me hitting on a prospect is extremely high and then I have and I don't know if this one should count but winning a trade because you don't know in the moment but if you judge it as a big win in the moment, it feels good too. And you know what? One I thought of—it's uh, two trades that didn't turn out to be so great. But obviously, I thought about the Marlins trade, right? Mm-hmm. And how oh, yeah. great that felt.
2: Sure, they were World Series preseason favorites yeah. uh, in 2013.
0: I, I just—that's yeah. one of the greatest moments of my life as a sports fan.
2: Dude, never forget that yeah, there were there were unknown, unnamed executives in Major League Baseball that wanted the commissioner yeah. to quash that trade because it was so unfair and the Blue Jays were taking advantage of a team that was just trying to shed payroll.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Winning a trade where everyone goes, What the hell was this? That has that's exhilarating. The Lakers ended up hanging banners off of theirs, but how remember how everyone felt when they got Pau Gasol? Right. They went, sorry, you gave up what? Nothing for Pau Gasol? Right. That seems unfair. And the whole league went, nobody even knew that you were shopping him. Winning a trade without a shadow of a doubt to me is as good of a feeling as you can get. You know, the funny one is the other trade that I thought of for Toronto sports that I was always like, holy crap, this trade, this is the one that got executed? Can you What's guess? That? Well, think, just think off your mind, Toronto trades the last 15 years that you think have been like, what, wow. Donaldson? No, because that's, Donaldson was a good one. And I really thought Donaldson, but I never had any idea that he was going to be MVP, right? Like, I didn't think that that's who he was. I thought, hey, this is a disgruntled guy, and you're stealing an Oakland Athletics player. Yeah, that was a good trade, but I wasn't, I wasn't over Dennis the moon Malgan. about that one. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Malgan. Uh Yeah, for, I thought, wow, what a coup, what a coup at the deadline. No, um, Dion Phaneuf.
2: Oh, sure, yeah.
0: When the Leafs got Dion Phaneuf, and you saw the outgoing pieces... I, I remember thinking what an incredible buy low spot this was for the Leafs You thought that he wasn't getting along with some of the players in Calgary And Toronto didn't sacrifice anything meaningful in order to acquire him. It was awesome It was an awesome trade. It was an awesome moment and the feeling of oh my god The Leafs are getting Dion Phaneuf Dion freaking Phaneuf for a pile of whatever That that's as good as it feels. So yeah winning a trade that that was that was my list
2: you know, it's it's interesting in so many of those things, except for the one obvious one that was the impetus for this discussion. It yeah. is it takes skill, right? Like some there's luck involved in like hitting on a prospect, especially one that is not first overall or even a top five or like a later round pick. But, that there is there's skill involved in all mm-hmm. of those, except for the the Steve Cohen thing, right? Like, Again, I've been trying to wrap my my brain around you know what that means and whether that 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 you know takes away some of the pleasure. It shouldn't for the fans, but it is. Like it should be stated that it is much easier. Like my seven year old could have done what the Mets did this off season and just, you know, look at the best players and give them all the money, right? Like that yeah, it, but that is not but, difficult.
0: But that's why but that's why that's it's like an argument to be number one, is that it's nothing. It's just it's all it's pure gravy. There's just it n- is
2: in the moment, but you know, it yes. And in this sport, I was actually crunching the numbers. Thirteen of the last twenty eight uh, World Series winners are were have been top five in payroll, mm-hmm. um, and the Yankees had a, a run at the beginning of the wild card era between '96 and 2000, where they won four of five World Series as like the top payroll in baseball. So it's it is closely correlated to winning. But there's a lot of like epic failures. Like think about the Angels and how much of a yeah, laughing sure. stock they are over but, the last ten years. But they've never years.
0: but they've never had one like this. They they're just the upper class of what the Blue Jays have been. And I like again, I know Springer nah, was hired. No, at the man. time. Yeah, they, but they no went Rendon, nuts on Pujols and Rendon, yeah. and then they yeah they gave the money. That's what I'm Trout saying. But money. it's always one guy every offseason. They never have an off season where they go. We're getting eight guys. Like that's what's crazy about the Mets thing is that they went out and got everybody. They went and said, "Hey, Justin Verlander, you want to come here in the same offseason as us getting Carlos Correa?" Well, that,
2: that Marlins team that the Blue Jays picked apart mm-hmm. in the 2013 offseason, they did they do did that. that, that yeah. be, right. Like they went. Yeah, but that was fun. Burley that was fun as hell.
0: Yeah, Ray isn't getting Verlander. That's fun yeah. as hell. And that was yeah. that, it wasn't worth it. But, it was fun. But that's what I'm saying. I'm it's sure. not winning championships. It's what you it's the things that you can do that are the most exhilarating outside of them. And to me, yeah, being a baseball big spender is gotta be at the very top of the list. Also, I do think it's really funny that I I asked you what trade you felt like, you know, Toronto Sports won in the last twenty years in the moment and what we freaked out about and you're wearing the championship Raptor shirt and you you didn't think yeah no but because that's retroactive I know you think almost like oh it didn't pan out that way but at the time also that trade was insane when Bleacher Report remember they did the game of zones and it was uh yucca and then and then they went and a first round pick and they throw that little lottery ball into the Raptors mouth it was comical that they ended up doing it that way that it was that Big of a heist at the time, and that that is one of the beauties of Masai Ujiri as the Raptors president is he's had so many different heists that people have thought even at the time in the moment of it happening, you going, oh my god, what a heist! The Andrea Bargnani yeah. heist that was a heist, a heist. Yeah, it was great.
2: Uh-huh. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah, the the trade that that led to the Raptors' postseason birth and eventual seven-game series against the Nets and trading away Rudy Gay. Yes, we can talk about the the trade that was on the table that was mm-hmm. rescinded by the Knicks and Kyle Lowry. But yeah preceding that to, to, to get off of Rudy Gay and then create the, the core of a team that would be super fun to watch and so really start this run of success.
0: The the reason why, though, I, I put the Mets thing down in terms of them spending on a, a just a ridiculous amount of free agents. And I, I will say that the Blue Jays a couple of years ago, even when they went up to because what they gave Semyon, it was almost 20 million, right, for the one year? Yeah, so wasn't it, was, it like 19 it million bucks, the 18 million bucks. offer was it was like 18. Million. yeah that's what i mean it was it was close so they did give him a big bag of money that year too which is great and that, that does make it feel better but uh, the reason why i think that one is special when the owner goes crazy and just spends on multiple pieces is because your mind goes out of the zone of well overpaying for a free agent never usually works right you're usually paying for the end of the performance or whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that you you do fixate i think as a sports fan somewhat on the negative where you say, oh my God, the end of this deal isn't going to really work out. Oh, this is a bit of an overpay for this one player, but you have to do it. It's a byproduct of whatever. To me, the, the multiple spend by an owner, that is what makes it just, oh, this, this can't go wrong. This guy's going to always outspend his yeah. problems
2: and especially if it's a team like the the Mets in particular uh and I know they play in Beautiful. a big market and it's you know like the, the it's it's been a little bit overdone how much of a downtrodden franchise they've been because it was not like I remember Matt Harvey in a World Series right yeah, like that Batman. was that was that was not that long ago but yeah that you would go from this team that was totally gutted because of a Ponzi scheme yep. also in very recent memory to like just Snap of the fingers. Within two years, you're not just the highest spending team in Major League Baseball, but you're like the highest spending team in North American pro sports. And mm-hmm. and the the difference between you and number two is bigger than anybody else in in North American pro sports. And you're basically playing fantasy sports, right? Like you're you're just you're on create a team mode in in any video game, just picking the best players so out of, out of a pile.
0: So fun. By the way, before you go, we only have a couple minutes. How do you feel about? the end of the Blue Jays rotation and quotes from Atkins like, we expect to bounce back from Kikuchi, where we're excited actually about bounce back from Kikuchi. We like Mitch White, and we've got some guys that are in the system that might come up and help.
2: Well... Yeah, I, I, I think what else are you going to say about Yusei Kikuchi, who you're still committed to for two more years, although it's it's cheaper now, right? It's only $10 million in actual cash this year and next year.
0: Uh, I, I never Yusei really Kikuchi. understand. It's like you already gave up the cash. That just means it was even worse last year. <laughs> you know, it was, Oh, yeah.
2: It was, no, it was, I don't think anybody, uh, yeah, yeah, discounts the fact that it was really bad last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, and he'll get an opportunity, I suppose. And like, I, I'm i not out on Mitch White. I, I think there's still something to be had there. But yeah, I, I think the 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 top four rotation spots are as solid as anybody in major league baseball. I think, you know, the bigger question mark is whether Jose Barrios can bounce back to being yeah. what he's been his in, entire career. But yeah, the idea that you're fifth starter, there's a big question mark. Like, yeah, that, 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 that's kind of the deal in major league baseball.
0: See, I, I, I would normally say that's kind of the deal, but it is different for those reasons. One is Barrios just had a really bad year. Bassett is an older guy and sure he's been pretty durable lately and
2: basically yeah. only became what he was like a couple of years ago like into his thirties yeah, right like that's, he just that's discovered it. himself recently
0: yeah that's that's it and to me one of the biggest things that has yeah set the the Blue Jays back is the just the lack of depth. And that if you end up with an injury, and, and I know you can say this about any team, right? Like, what are the teams that can sustain injuries to their best two pitchers and still be great? But yeah, the idea that if Barrios doesn't bounce back, which there's not exactly a whole ton of evidence to suggest that, that that what are your options in behind these guys? So yeah, no, I really did think that they were going to add some layers to the depth this offseason. And, and I wasn't really... Like, it seemed at some points last year that Kikuchi was just done, that it was a sunk cost and that they were going to move off this offseason and that there was no chance he was going to be back. And that for a guy like Mitch White, who has zero track record of being a successful starter in Major League Baseball, to, yeah, roll the dice on that when, yeah, there's some pretty decent indication that he just might be a relief pitcher. I don't know. I don't, I, you're right. It's a fifth-pitcher thing. It feels like when we hyperfixate on who's on the Leafs' fourth line. Instead of just focusing on wow, they've got pretty damn good guys at the very top. <laughs> Seems pretty good, but yeah, yeah I, I think that it does represent a big, of, a bit of a greater issue. In that when we do these projections, we often think about a full year of health from a starter, and yeah, that to me is there, there's it just it, it looks like it can get hairy really quick if Barrios doesn't bounce back and they sustain an injury to one of their top three guys.
2: Yeah, no injuries for sure, but. Um... I think they're not done in regards to like those quad A type right. starting pitchers. Like, they need to add a couple of guys that are not, you know, signing major league deals, right? Like, they, they need yeah. to stay away from Thomas Hatch as being the guy. God, poor Thomas Hatch is like the kind of the go to example of the guy that you don't want making spot starts in the
0: major you leagues. Like, they're going to have to.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, uh, well, they screwed him up. I know it's, they uh, did. Just yeah. like they did with Joe Biagini, taking him out of the bullpen and trying to make him a starter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no they need they need certainly some minor league depth in 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 starting pitching, but it's not like you're I I don't think you're going to sign us another starting pitcher to be the in the fifth slot yeah. in the rotation and then force what? Like Mitch White into uh a bulk bullpen roll. you're actually like kind of r- running out of out of spots on the roster for pitchers if you if yeah
0: you grab May- another one again maybe i'm overthinking this maybe i'm overthinking it and i just don't like seeing the quote and feeling as though it's been yeah to me it's been a very underwhelming offseason I'll, I'll say it like it's been really really underwhelming um And maybe now I'm just trying to look at things that are realistic, like, oh, maybe they could have added another starting pitcher to make it feel a bit better about the way I feel about this group as a contender. And that Kikuchi represents being cheap or something like that, when you're right, in actuality, Kikuchi, Mitch White are probably better options than anything else that's that's really out there. But yeah, it just doesn't... It doesn't sit very well, I, I will say. I, I thought it would be a little bit you're, different. You're treading I, water a
2: little bit because you, you swapped out Stripling for Bassett, who's better, and you chose to offload Teoscar Hernandez for a guy who plays exceptional defense but doesn't hit near the same level. How,
0: how could you um, say with any guarantee, if you were a Blue Jays fan or observer, that the team is better today than it was oh, last you year?
2: You can't, but they won 92 games last year. So awesome. the same... So if they're the same and maybe yeah. you get some internal improvements, but yeah, you're probably going to get some, some guys that don't perform to the same level as they did a season ago. Sure. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a fair assessment that this blue Jays team on paper did not necessarily improve. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the pushback is they won
0: 92 games. Yeah. That's I guess. Uh, sure. I, I guess I want to talk about surprise teams and how it feels. It would be surprising had the blue Jays made a world series last year It would have been pretty damn surprising to me. They won uh, 92 games, well, would have been pretty it's easy damn surprising. to
2: say that in retrospect after getting swept in a two-game series by the Seattle Mariners, sure. but yeah, I
0: don't I, know. I remember how I felt at the time, and again, what, what did Blue Jays fans say after they lost the Mariners? They said, well, they probably weren't going to beat the Astros anyway. Anyway, we got to run. We already ran well over the break. I wanted to get yeah. your, if you had a holiday story, but you, it's too late. Your holiday story was you cheaping out on your wife's gifts. Right, being cheap. Anyway, subscribe to this podcast. Do all those things. And if you, if you have a thought on one of the best fan experiences outside of winning, and I mean winning playoff series, winning championships, send them my way, at JD Bunkus, both Twitter and Instagram, either, either one of them, you can hit me up. Uh, ben Ennis, thanks for making time. Uh, happy holidays, friend. I'll talk to you soon. Happy
2: holidays to you.
0: See you, brother. Quick break. We'll come back. And we'll do a wish list. Yeah, you won't hear it on the podcast, but we played Ice Ice Baby coming in here. Because Joe, so Joe, if you're a fan of this podcast, you'll remember Jobo lied about how Everyone comes up to him asking him about oh. what celebrities he looks like. Okay, just on no, random no, 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 no. He went to his Halloween party in a t-shirt, and everyone went, oh, my God, are you Prison Break guy? And he went, of course I, I
1: had am. the Schofield thing on. Okay.
0: Of course I'm Prison Break guy dressed uh, in my t-shirt. This Us. is fake news. Yeah, uh, that's who I am. Anyway, Joe loves saying that. But today, yeah, you wore literally a Vanilla Ice costume. You got yeah. the chain, you got well, the sweater.
1: It was, it was the, the get into the holiday spirit. You know, that, that's Christmas how you get fun. into
0: it, is by thinking about Vanilla Ice and manifesting <laughs> him. And, yeah, that's, okay,
1: that's not what I meant. That's
0: what you do? That's, that's what you do? All right, cool. That's ca- interesting.
1: I, okay, sure. I'm Ice Spice. Yeah. Ice Spice? No, not Ice Spice. Okay.
0: Vanilla by the way, ice. apparently I'm being validated through the text line and through DMs and tweets about it being called Lip Chap.
1: Yeah, apparently Chopstick is the yeah. p- name of the brand.
0: So everybody can screw, all right? Everybody that tried to mock me in that moment, that's what it is. But it's, it's hard to it's put the on Kleenex
1: effect though like it's it's well, yeah, the, the brand effect. is Kleenex, but sure. everybody calls everything
0: Kleenex Yeah, but th- that's fine, but no one says do you have a tissue and then someone says it's Kleenex and you go Oh, whoops, sorry, and that's what you guys did to me. You <laughs> shame me
2: So that that's wasn't I wasn't
0: saying I was just you did. You, you kept looking at me <laughs> Oh, you, you have a Little vanilla ice over here just kept staring at me going. What are you doing that face? Doesn't feel good when people give you that face Anyway, a quick, I want to do a quick thought on Siakam's night last night and just Siakam in general because Ennis and I, he spun it into a different area. I wanted to ask him shortly about it and blah, 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 blah. So by now you've seen it's the second most points by Raptor in NBA history, how many players have actually done this at MSG. There is something special about dropping 50 plus at the Garden. It's just, it's, it's way, that's the coolest place to do it. That's the coolest place to do it by far. So, I was thinking about Siakam last night and watching him because I think he was 17 of 25. It was efficient. And what is he doing, right? He's knocking down a bunch in the mid range, and the mid range game is opening up things for him to go to the basket. He's very different physically from Kawhi Leonard, but there was a lot of Kawhi Leonard flavor last night. And I, and I just out of curiosity, you know, look at Siakam's points per game this season. It's a little over 26 points per game. Go look at Kawhi's best season from a points-per-game standpoint, it's less than half a point more than Siakam was. Clearly, Kawhi, this, this sounds almost disrespectful or overly ambitious, right? Like, this Raptors team is in this toilet right now. They just beat the Knicks, and it took their best player having 52 points. But that's, that's it. That's how that felt to me. It was a Kawhi-level night where he just said, I don't care what's around me. I just need one guy to show up. And the one guy was Fred. And the rest of the team kind of was in the tank. They didn't really do too much. There's no other pieces there. But you have one individually brilliant player who can score in such a multitude of ways on incredible efficiency. Do you guys remember when we watched Kawhi Leonard in Toronto? It was always the feeling of how many shots did he take tonight? Because you look at the box score. He had, he had 30 points tonight. Yeah. He had 32 points. He took no shots. It was efficiency. <laughs> Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. That was the Kawhi Leonard experience. And all I could think of last night was this, was that when Kawhi left the city, there was an overcorrection to people going, well, now Siakam has to step up because he had been a great number two and he was younger and OG was hurt during the championship run because when OG first, or sorry, when Kawhi first showed up, there was a lot of, man, OG can learn from Kawhi. OG can become Kawhi 2.0 and... Hey, if you look at who he was compared to draft stock, blah, 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 body type, physicality, even watching the way OG is around the basket. Sometimes he's just Kawhi-ish in terms of his strength. That's what separated Kawhi from an athletic standpoint. He's just so incredibly strong. Yep. And those monster mitts. But when Kawhi left. Everyone looked and said, what is Siakam going to be next year? That's a lot of pressure on on him, blah, 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 blah. Go on if you remember it. And one of the earliest games Siakam had was the monster night against the Celtics where he was just raining threes down on them. And everyone went, oh, my God. And if you, if you really think back to it, if you really remember, some people through the first 15-game stretch of that season, maybe even less, maybe even less than that, said, Could Siakam be the MVP this year? Is he going to be in the conversation for the MVP? And then that fell off, right? All of it went away. It ends up pandemic P, Mm -hmm. right? That was more Paul George. No, that, yeah, no, he was, he's playoff P. I'm saying like pandemic P became Siakam when he didn't get to work out properly. He didn't get to. He lost all the momentum from his year. Mm-hmm. And then they went into the bubble and he was horrible.
1: Yeah, and there's reports saying that he, he hadn't like played in a month exactly. and stuff he like couldn't,
0: that. He couldn't even... It, there were conversations from people, and I was having them too, and it, it was right, of should they even p- have played him in the final few minutes against the Celtics? That's how bad he was. He couldn't dribble. He was dribbling off his own foot. He no. was going to the other team. He was a complete non-factor. Remember him trying to go at... I think it was Marcus Smart. He kept trying to go at They put Smart on him. And he could just do absolutely nothing. Brutal. People Brutal. went down. Stock went horrifically down. People said, relax, whatever. You go into the next year. What ends up happening? Doesn't work again. The Tampa Bay. year. Tampa Bay year. Yeah. Nothing. Siakam's stock got so bad in this city after that because expectations were incredibly high for him. Yep. They were incredibly high and people started saying things like if the draft was happening again today, his draft class, he would go number one. I did an entire podcast on that once that he would go number 1 that he was the guy from his draft class blah 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 he, it got so bad for him that he had to do the PR campaign going into last season of look I'm on the TTC <laughs> remember he had the now I'm finally the man and that got picked apart too Kyle's gone now I get to be the man I wasn't happy with sort of and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit but the point is remains he paraphrased a little bit about how He never felt fully embraced by the organization as that guy. That there was an expectation that he was going to take the reins, but it never really ended up happening from a front office standpoint, from whatever. So to me, that actually is looming over what happens next with Siakam. He wants to be embraced like the man. He is playing like the man. Mm -hmm. He's been as good as any Raptor. Basically ever. That's how good he's playing right now. That's what I'm saying. Go look at Kawhi's numbers throughout his career His best seasons have been, like, what Siakam is doing-ish right now. Better, a better version of it. There's no doubt, okay, right? Kawhi was also Defensive Player of the Year candidate. As he was doing these things, he was a better shooter from three. There there was all kinds of different stuff. Better shooter off the dribble from three. Better at getting to the rim. Better getting to the free throw. Like, I don't want to be over the top with this comparison. But my point is, is that he is closer to where Kawhi was in his prime than I think anybody thought Siakam could ever get to after that dip in production from the pandemic forward. He has totally recovered. He Mm -hmm. is absolutely in his prime. And with where the Raptors are at right now, which is a, a fork, they're at a fork in the road. Yep. And he's a player who has expressed how he feels about not being embraced as the man. That has been a thing in the past. How will he feel if they do trade a Fred Van Vliet? Mm-hmm. How will he feel if they trade an OG and an OB? How will he feel if this, if the way that the Raptors approach things is, well, the timeline is actually more about Scottie Barnes. If you make these deals, which I still think that the Raptors should, this is a one game, right? Like, they, yeah. This isn't an overcorrection where all of a sudden I'm changing all my takes because the Raptors beat the Knicks and their best player got 52 points. I don't think the Raptors are a very good team. Yeah, I don't think that the pieces fit together. And I think that they are, are actually still in a pretty good position because all of the pieces that they have, they can pivot and turn into however the hell they want, depending on this, the way that the season goes. Yeah. They don't they don't need to make a drastic move right now. They don't need to do anything other than at some point they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to trade Gary Trent. I think basically guaranteed they have to trade Gary Trent because they'd have to pay him too much money. I'm not sure that he frankly has ever loved wanting to be in Toronto. and. Yeah, it's just it's tough to give him a contract extension. When Gary first showed up with the Raptors, it's pretty well documented that the embrace was not right away. I think it happened later, but it wasn't right away. Yeah. Um You do not want to disgruntle this guy. That is the piece of this that is tougher to do around the ideas of trading Fred and OG.
1: And it makes it harder to trade for someone else who has potential to be a man, like, like like one of like the, the, the guys cuz you don't want to Take no. off Siakam.
0: No, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that at all. If the, if the Raptors actually could find a way to go out and get a... Like, this is what we talked about earlier. If they went out and got a Kevin Durant-type player, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that, though. What I'm saying is you can't do that with Scotty Barnes and tell Siakam right now that he's the priority. Yeah. That Barnes's development or Barnes's future or a team around Barnes is more of a priority than you because then you do enter the danger territory of... Um, yeah, Siakam potentially wanting a trade. So yesterday, like when Siakam hit the podium, Austin, do you have the audio of Siakam talking about the 50 point game? Okay, just just play this because I'm to illustrate a point about like Siakam a guy and some of the uh th- some of the things that we assume about him. Roll that roll that clip.
2: Obviously I'm not a super basketball historian, you know. Like I didn't I didn't start basketball until, you know, a little late and and um I'm learning about all these things, but but i i know how special this building is you know and, and 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 i think that for me which is like the more important thing is that you know um like my team needed every every bucket to, for for us to win which is like the most important thing for me, like, wanted to get a win and 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 making sure that we we get back on the right track and um you know those guys out there are special and 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 I just felt like you know everyone needed that moment and and you know everyone be happy for each other and we we haven't had an opportunity to cheer for for a little bit you know so I think it, it felt good.
0: Dude, okay, so Siakam is. I usually don't like saying this about guys I don't know, but he he just seems like a really great human. Yeah. He seems like a good guy and a good teammate and someone who is selfless and has a great attitude. He, he is, he's a lot of different things. And wh- what do they always say, right? Like don't confuse kindness for weakness, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's a competitor. When he talks about arriving to basketball late in life, do you know how incredibly difficult it is that this guy had to, you know how, much, how hard this guy's had to work to be the player that he is today? Yeah, like this didn't just happen. This is not a natural basketball player where just oh he's been playing like he said When he came to the NBA, he was in the dunker spot and that's all you wanted him to be doing offensively And now I'm on the podcast talking about comparing him to Kawhi Leonard One of the best basketball players of his era.
1: He's only been playing organized basketball for 10 years
0: My point is this guy obviously cares deeply about winning and this guy cares deeply about being incredible, one of the best of his craft. He's talked about it all the time, about being a top player in the NBA. And, and then when Siakam sits down and he's such an awesome guy and he's spicy pee and he's the dude that the city loves and, again, great guy. But don't confuse that for someone where if the Raptors make some of these trades that he's just going to sit there and go, oh, that's cool. I'll stay with the Raptors forever. You want to just give me that max contract? I'll do that. Like, I'll be here forever. No, 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 no. Yeah, don't get too comfortable. That's all I'm saying. Don't mm-hmm. get too comfortable. Every move that you should be making right now as an organization should be with him in mind because he is that good. It should not be primarily with Scotty Barnes in mind. It should be with Siakam. That's the point. If Scotty Barnes ever becomes this, if he ever becomes what Siakam is, that's an incredible feat for him. That's how good Siakam is. And I just think that there are certain times where we lose focus of that. And and people should know Siakam is special. Siakam is the guy this team should be building around Pascal Siakam, not Scotty Barnes. That's not to say ignore Scotty Barnes' development, that. that's not to say Scotty Barnes is what he's been this season or that this isn't a sophomore slump, any of those things. It's simply to say that the moves that you make if you decide to make trades with Gary Trent, OG Ananobi, and Fred Van Vliet should be. With the understanding that you are taking those pieces and still trying to build around Siakam and the special moment that he's having over the next couple of years, you should absolutely still be trying to win around him. That's how good he is. Anyway, um, it's time for action. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in the action. Must be 19 plus. Must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. I'm going to do two of these today. One's going to be quick. One will be a little longer. All right, so we're gonna do our weekend preview because I'm off tomorrow. This is the last show, right? Yeah, this is, this is the last a show. show. This is this is last a crazy, show. It's a crazy
1: moment here. Last
0: show of, I I can't believe it's gonna be 2023. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel like a real number. <laughs>
1: 2023. No. I had that every single time, like before it's New Year's. I'm like that. That doesn't.
0: Seem no, right. I know That's this one especially though. There's something about it. Anyway, 2023. That's the real thing. Boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care for that. Don't care for that as somebody who can remember the year 2000. i like Joe who wasn't born yet <laughs> I was born in 2000 who <laughs> wasn't even born in 2000 I was born you in, hear, in 2000 hurt, You hear him say it right now clear as day that he wasn't born in the year 2000 He was born <laughs> in the year 2000. Okay, whatever. I was even worse. Um well, even worse somehow Uh, Okay, this weekend slate kind of sucks. Yeah
1: there's a couple things, but it's not. It's not like last week.
0: No, it's like kind of sucks. And I'm gonna, I'm going to give a prop on the other side of the break quickly uh, for the Jets Jaguars game. But I'm going to I'm going to fly through these games quickly. Um, Bills Bears. Does anybody have that as their main pick? Because I'm going to fly through all these things. Just Bills Bears. Just shake your head if no. no. I, I think that the Bills are going to cream. Like they're going to absolutely cream them. Yep. It's it's going to be. A Beatdown. I don't know the why the could line be moved
1: again. Yeah but I, I don't
0: know why the line keeps moving to Chicago other than it's just the weather and that's the reason for this, but Buffalo is just a completely different tier of team and and Chicago's in basically full tank mode and yeah, yeah. fields is fun And could he run on them? Yeah, but I just I think that the bills are gonna kick their ass Yeah, and so that's just where I'm on. That's not my pick though um, one of my picks is the next game Seahawks Chiefs it's kind of relevant because Seattle, if they win this, like they need to win games. They yeah. need to win football games, but they're 10 point dogs. And as they should be, I'm not picking them to cover the spread. I like the total in this game over 49. Uh, I don't know what the weather is in Kansas city, but this seems like four, four and a half points too low to me. Seattle's offense can still click. They're still going to be able to move the football on Kansas City. Look at what Kansas City's done the last couple of weeks. They're not they're not a juggernaut defensively. No. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos scored a bunch of points on them. <laughs> Seattle's going to score points on Kansas City's defense. And guess what? Kansas City's going to light up what is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. So yep. over 49, that is one of my picks this weekend. Um, nobody else is on this game.
1: I, I like the total as well. I was looking at that this morning. Okay,
0: yeah, the total over forty nine. It's actually if if I was doing fishy lines, if this was Tuesday, I would have gone back and I would have done the total forty nine is fishy. Mm-hmm. This this reeks to me of maybe there's some kind of weather thing. I don't know what the hell it is, but this this game should be in the fifties. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why this game isn't fifty three and a half, fifty four and a half, fifty two and a half, something along like it's it's sitting up forty nine flat right now.
1: The, the weather is very mild in Kansas. That's City, what
0: I'm saying. So I don't I don't understand this non factor. Weird weird spooky. It's a little spooky that it's 49 yeah. somebody's formula might have something that I don't know
1: some algorithm somewhere
0: Bengals Patriots complete stay away from me anybody Nope shaking heads got ba- it
1: Bengals minus three be my pick. Okay. I, I like the Bengals a lot more than the Patriots right now
0: But is that your pick? It's not my best bet, but okay.
1: I'm just giving you know my 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 two yeah, cents Okay, you it. like the
0: favorite. All right. I, I do it. like the Bengals minus three <laughs> <laughs> You like better team? Hey, you asked. Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you asked keep it moving my Lions Well, I told you guys, hey, come with me on the Lions against the Vikings. I pleaded with the entire group. Nobody would come with me. I did it all by myself. It's all you anyway, that's on you guys. What? My Lions, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Carolina. Is that anybody's pick? That game? No. Okay, keep it moving. I'm afraid of that one. It's a fishy line. Oh,
3: I really want to take Carolina. Why? Uh, cause I don't like Detroit being favored at on the road the the history spot. of the Detroit Lion football yep. club, but man, Sam Darnold's not very good. So it doesn't make me want to take the Lions.
0: See, I think Sam Darnold is decent. I PJ think... Walker's better. I'm sorry. I... What? PJ Walker? XFL MVP? The, the... the XFL? Austin stats are incredible. <laughs> like, this morning, again, he, he tells me from his own football team. That Traylon Burks was scratched during the first two games of the season. He played
1: the first month. He by says the way. he goes.
0: <laughs> he goes. Traylon Burks was a healthy scratch for the first two weeks of the season. He's the <laughs> first overall. He's the first round pick of his Tennessee Titans. <laughs> and he looks me dead in the eye and he says this, it, and I'm like, no, that's not true, Austin. And then he looks up his game log, and he played the first four weeks of the season.
3: That wasn't the exact conversation. It was it was he the, was the worst receiver it was, it out it of was, the seven taken in the first round, and Jameson Williams was hurt. Anyway, definitely yeah.
0: was said Austin well. stats are becoming a, a real problem spot for the show. <laughs> like, it's becoming a real issue how, like, I can't trust you for anything. I guess it's kind of good that you're always wrong because it's not a 50-50, oh, wait. It's just, hey, Austin said it disregard it, right? (laughs) Completely disregard whatever that statistic is. I'll stand by
3: PJ Walker being better than Sam Darnold every day of the week.
0: Yeah, okay. Again, there's no statistical evidence or winning evidence to support any of this, (laughs) but yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) But anyways, Sam Darnold has been winning football games for Carolina, and they've been actually a sneaky hot team, and they're kind of around it, and they need this game as much as Detroit does because their division is up for grabs. It's still right there. They could absolutely end up getting it, although Tampa is going to, once again, smash a football team that is not – you think – you think the Cardinals were laying down in the streets while Kyler Murray was there? Wait till you see what they look like with Trace McSorley. Boy, oh boy. I can't believe that game's only seven and a half. If that's somebody's bet, that, I... That should be like 13. That, that is an insane line. Anyway, as bad as the Buccaneers are, and I know that they've had some egg laying throughout the season, yeah. like the game against Pittsburgh. There's been a couple of spots where they've been bad, but boy, oh boy. That Cardinals team is you-know-what. as what, it's what very, the, very bad. A big bag of you-know-what, as John Cooper would say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so Lions-Panthers, you're you're right. That's where Austin is right. It is historically the Lions on the road to go win, to get in the playoffs. I, I, I understand nobody making that a best bet. Yeah, it's not necessarily my best bet. No. No. That's fine. They're yeah. still my Lions. I love my Lions. I believe that they're going to get this done. You're staying away the, from it. Battle of the big cats. I, <laughs> I cannot... I cannot endorse this pick as my best bet. I already gave you my best bet, which is the over in the Seahawks game. But I have the. Yes. Uh, yeah. um, Texans, Titans, Austin. How many. Do you want to drop some fake stats here for your <laughs> boys? You got any fake stats? I, I think I'm going to let Boffle drop all the fake stats here. Boffle, this, oh, this is your game? this is
4: one the rug. This is my best bet of the week. Uh, my argument for it is just I don't think the Titans are that bad that they're going to lose five in a row. And I think that the spread would be a bit higher. It's uh, just that. There's a bit of a correction because the Texans have had these covers the last two weeks against some pretty good teams. The yeah, Cowboys. But it's Malik, Willis. <laughs> Malik Willis. Malik Willis against think the that Texans. I, honestly, my whole thing is that I think the defense shows up. I think okay. Vrabel will motivate these guys and say, listen, boys, we're not losing five in a row, especially not to the Texans here.
0: Like, I, I'm fine with this because the Texans get gashed on the ground. And so there should be a way. This is actually a game where, all right, Malik Willis, you, you got to figure out a way to run the rock. You got to figure out a way to show, give, if I'm a Titans fan, if I'm Austin going to this game, I'm praying that I get at least a flash of the two-headed monster that could be a Willis, Derrick Henry. Is his zone read in there? Oh, Dude, that, JD, don't. That's, that's what I'm saying. You need to see that this week. Oh. This is why I was so terrified about the Deshaun Watson thing. I went, "Okay, um you didn't even show a flash of life against this Texans defense. They shut your de- they shut your offense out to the tune of a field goal." <laughs> I know that there was Rust and whatever. He's looked a little bit better, I guess, over the last couple of weeks. He's made a couple of decent throws, but for the most part, that that's a the Texans are moribund. They're horrible. So I don't mind this pick, off. I actually think that you're right in terms of a money line bet. Even the minus 165 just for them to win yep. is not a horrific price. This would be a really bad loss. This would be a really bad loss for the Titans. Don't forget this, too. Um, I know we're all done with the Titans because Tannehill's out for the year <laughs> and they stunk with Tannehill, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They, the Titans are dead. In yeah. fact, everyone should be rooting for the Texans because we want the fun Jaguars in there over the Titans. That's true. No. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Jags. This yeah. is a Jags house. Trevor all Brown's right. time. Austin sleep outside, <laughs> sleep in the snow, <laughs> We kicked sleep out. in the snowstorm. Hey. You're sleeping outside because this is a Jaguars house. This is all for Blake Murphy. And this is all for just the like fun. This is about fun football playoffs. And there's nothing fun about watching the Tennessee Titans get their asses kicked. Oh, Derek Henry going no. to the
3: line 25 times no. a game. Nothing fun about that. Come <laughs> no, on. No, Three yards die. in a cloud That's of this. dust. It's
0: Jags time. Stunt. Austin. Anyway, it's Jags time. It's Jags time. Texans could do it, but I don't mind the pick. I don't mind the pick, Buffle. I think it's a good one. Anyway, next, Giants-Vikings. Four and a half for the Giants. Gets the Vikings team, then. It's, it's not a prime time game. Four and a half. They're not really playing for anything. Thoughts? It's, it's 1 p.m. This is 1 p.m. for yeah, Cousins. Cousins. I Cousins. I do have a little feeling of the Vikings try to show up a little bit more after people call them frauds all week and they had that yeah. comeback, but maybe not. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. You guys threw in there from the what we missed. The Justin Jefferson saying that teams are targeting. Yeah,
1: teams are targeting him. Like he was saying that teams are targeting him. Like the Detroit Pistons were targeting MJ. And I love that though.
0: Yeah, comparing himself to MJ is just an awesome move.
3: It's also football. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you hit
0: people. Yeah.
3: Like, I was like, Justin, why are these guys uh, hitting me? Uh, yeah. He hit people hard. I don't know what
0: to tell you, bud. Yeah, I think someone might have hit him a little too hard if he's saying this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's like going to the media. Yikes. I listen, I love Justin Jefferson, but that's a, that's a tough quote. People are targeting you? In in what way? Sir? Targeting you like MJ was yeah. getting targeted? Yeah Go watch those MJ highlights And tell me if you think That that's what you're Getting the version of In your sport Which again is a contact sport
4: They did yeah. lie down on him uh, At the end of the game there To try to run the clock out And they got flagged for it <laughs> Yeah but, like,
0: they lost Because of that That was so stupid That was way too That was flagrant That yeah. was really dumb That hurt them Well any- but, like at the end they, they were just like Tackling them After the play <laughs> They ended. do tell you To do that though and they say Try to extend that's, yeah. That is part of uh, that. But then they, they did They went a little too far They were holding them yeah, they, they were just like Grabbing you can't ice. You can't keep holding on to. One of the best players in football and not have the refs go. <laughs> no. uh yeah, sorry. We're we're gonna notice that one Yeah, maybe they although KJ Osborne's pretty damn good, too.
3: Oh, I, yeah. KJ I like Osborne KJ Osborne.
0: Yeah, you, Austin You have any stats on KJ Osborne Austin stat? Austin stat? <laughs>
3: Yeah, you got any Austin stats I, actually I like will a, say PJ Walker two wins this year Sam Darnold two wins this year just saying yeah Wow, the Battle of oh, Mid. Oh, 59% yeah,
0: completion the, percentage. The Battle of Mid, yeah. The Battle of Mid. Yeah. <laughs> the, battle of mid. <laughs> the Battle of Mid. PJ Walker. That's where you start. Uh, anyway, I'm not sticking my claim in, in Sam Darnold, but either way, um, moving on. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keeping it rolling. Jobo time. Yeah. Saints. You know what? Yeah, you're locking it in. I'm locking it in. Okay, that's your best bet. Saints,
1: might, it's the Jarvis Landry ball, even though he may not even. Wait, play. are you taking
0: your Saints plus three in a game where? Do you yes. know what the total is in this game? It's horrible. Can just guess? Don't nobody look. Guess because you two don't know, right? I, I saw the article. I saw it already. Oh uh, damn it. Uh,
1: it's uh thirty
0: two and a half. <laughs> yeah, 32-and-a-half. Like, what a ball I'm, game! I'm taking the over
1: on that. I'm taking the over. You just on
0: have that. to take the over in that. It's, it's so. It's you have so to low. take the over in that. You have to take the, the Saints, over in that. The Saints, like
1: the Saints. Yeah, they've been Honestly, struggling lately. Honestly, I'm making lately, that a show but...
0: play. Like, if you like this podcast and you roll with us, then you have to bet that over just for fun. Yeah. That is the fun Christmas. This is Christmas Eve, right? This game.
1: Uh, this was uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, December twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah, this Christmas Eve. This is a Christmas Eve miracle. Can yeah, we get thirty two and thirty three points?
1: It's free.
0: Yeah. Can we get, th- don't say that. Not uh, bad.
1: Don't
3: no. say that. Yeah, 32 you- and a half.
0: Well, he's cursed. Uh, I, the bet is revoked. The team Joe killed it. Way to go, Joe. <laughs> way to, way to go. You just, it's free. Is there anything that kills a bet faster than someone saying it's free money? I, I it- said it about Jawan Johnson in a hit. Uh, yeah. That was your last time you won too. So no, that makes no, sense. No, no, no. I've won That, sense makes, then. that makes sense actually, because yeah, you got one and then you're cursed. Well, I was for thinking forever. about the saints. That's All right. right. Make the case. What do you, what's, what's the bet here that for the Saints winning? No, for your best bet. Is it the over? My, my best bet, be, well, yeah. The
1: over, 32 and a half. Um, that's super low. And like the Saints had a period Ooh. in the season where they were averaging 30 points a game. They've been struggling lately, but um, yeah, they, they have to show up. There's still a chance they can get into the playoffs. Mm. which is ridiculous for them being five and nine. Yep. And the Browns want to put some points on the board. Watson wants to prove himself a little bit. It's going it's to be a higher scoring game mm. than 32 and yeah,
0: a half. Just a lot of now, you're doing a lot of he wants to do this and they want to do that. Uh, like, it has it written all over free it. Free money and, and the, okay, the re- basis Okay, revoke for that this. I said free. I'd never yeah, <laughs> that never <laughs> I happened. That. All right, fine. We're rolling with the, the total. All right, let's keep it moving. Falcons, Ravens. Lamar's back. So it's minus seven and a half for the Ravens. Seems a little big.
3: Seven and a half for the yeah. Ravens. Seems a little... No, I like the Ravens. I don't think Desmond Ritter's not yeah. very good. And this is the week where I think the Ravens start to assert themselves as one of the class teams in the AFC behind the Bills and the Chiefs. All right. Better than the Bengals, not quite the next level. Ravens better than Bengals. I would take the Ravens over the Bengals. Mm. On a neutral field, I think the Ravens would be... Oh, I think it would be close. You know, I think that might even be a pick So, mm. I, But my, my heart, I love Lamar. I can't get over it. This is a, yeah. this is a Lamar bet.
0: Another Austin awesome stat. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: do Ravens you think it would be, be in a men- neutral field, uh, uh, Ravens and well, Bengals?
0: Well, I think that given that the Bengals are rolling right now rolling, and that yeah. the, the Ravens are falling apart and that they have no wide receivers and that the Bengals literally, like, how many pass catchers, how many options do you have to go on the Bengals before – like the the Before Ravens Duvenet would be there. The be Ravens like five, just signed yeah. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> that's that's where they're at. They're going. We we don't have anyone. We got Proche and Sammy Watkins and Mark Andrews. Who Mark Andrews has really good games. I, I don't want to say he's the most overrated player in football, but he is up there. He is so overrated. Like he gets he drops donuts. He sometimes. gets he gets put in the class with like guys like Kelsey. And I go yeah, no, whoa, no, whoa, no. whoa 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 Like what the, what the hell no. are we doing here? This he's not that. He's not that at all. Anyways, no, he's he's that's not the correct one. shot Jackson on the Ravens still. No, and, and I like, and I actually, uh, I, I enjoy the Isaiah Likely kid. I think he's got a future. And I like Mark Andrews is decent. But the Ravens are clearly showing that they don't have enough playmakers. Desmond and their run also game. Really bad. No, their run game has been beat up. Just, yeah, of course Lamar can come and strap the cape on and get them a W. I'm just saying that's a lot of points for a team that hasn't looked great. I like this one. Next. I, I think the Niners are going to kill the Commanders. Seven points actually feels short. Mm-hmm. I know the commanders are, quote-unquote, playing for their season, but you know what I was reminded of last week when I bet on the commanders and they killed my uh, my parlay as the last leg? Tyler Heineke sucks, and all the advanced metrics are this guy's one of the worst players in football. And I love him because he's got that kind of, like, Tyler Heineke, he makes a big throw, he's doing the big, I like, was gonna say, I celebration. Was he is kind of my boy, <laughs> but, but, but you know why he's my boy? Because he stinks, and he's doing well. And it's just, I like that story. That's fun, having guys that... Try to gut it out. Plus, you replace Carson Wentz, right? But now, okay, there's a little buzz in Washington right now of Ron Rivera not committing to the quarterbacks. And I'm telling you right now that if Heineke plays poorly, they're going to bring Wentz in. That's going to happen. At some point in this game. Maybe in this game. Mm -hmm. Certainly next week if they lose. But either way, Wentz watches on in Washington, and that is not good. Because guess who else thinks Carson Wentz <laughs> to me? I just I think that the Washington Commanders magic has run out. And I think that the NFL rigged last weekend's game to make them lose. They wanted the Giants. No, I'm serious. And and I, I'm dead serious. Those, those two those two calls uh, at the end. The, were brutal. And, and they wanted they they want Dan Schneider to sell the Washington football team. They don't want him in the playoffs. They don't want to see any more of this dude. And so Washington got cooked in that game. Yeah, I'm sorry. They did. Look at – you cannot, as an objective observer, look at those last two calls and say, oh, yeah, no, that's totally fine. Again, Terry McLaurin lines up on a touchdown play at the one, checks with the official, not once but twice, gets the mm-hmm. nod, and then that same official throws the flag. He also said, you're good. Yeah, he said like, it in the come on, everybody. That that yeah. was a NFL fix was in game. I'm sorry, but that's, that's what that was. Yeah. And I don't think it was a fix was in on the betters, but I think it was the fix was in against the owner, and it was a fix is in against – yeah, Washington making the playoffs yeah. with Tyler Heineke. Anyway, Heineke stinks, and the Niners really good. And I just don't see how this dude puts up any points on that defense if they halfway care about yeah. this game, which they still should. Yeah. So I just think the Niners dominate them. I don't think that this is a close football game. I think that the Commanders get absolutely killed. And I don't think that they have a quarterback for a backdoor cover. So, yeah, I like the Niners here a lot. Yep. Yeah. Nope.
4: I, I just wonder if uh, Heineke wants a new pair of Jays, a lot of good uh, red-to-white no. colored Jordans. That's what
0: I think he's done. I think he <laughs> never buys any Jays again. I think his Jays <laughs> collection is you can take a shot. Like, you got to be careful with those. You know, you got to invest in uh, shoe care. Tyler I mean, you can Heineke.
1: go to, like, the XFR or the CFL
0: and get a couple new pairs. Sure, I guess. If he beats yeah, a couple them Anyway, I like come on, come on. Uh, Heineke's my boy, but you suck my boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you suck my boy? <laughs> Dude, it's the holidays. Come no, on. No, you're terrible. Uh, anyway, that fumble, was that was it for yeah, me. I yeah. went, uh, I like, walked. My hands, I'm out. I'm I'm it. out. it's over. I'm done here. Um, anyway, Eagles, Cowboys, um, then the, the Minshew Bull. Well, apparently, it could still be Jalen Hurts leaving the door open. Yeah, that's why the line just moved back to the Eagles. I don't know. I just stay away. This is a stay away from me. Um, Raiders Steelers another stay away cannot believe anybody yeah you know, like all I got well I will bet it because it's a solo game it's a night game but what's your best bet Austin Austin stats no 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 best bet but the Steelers fared by two points here Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett's still out right okay go against Mike Tomlin in December
3: that, okay great and, point by you great
4: point by you and just to mention latest on Jalen Hurts Sirianni said not expected to play
0: against the Cowboys yeah. Sirianni's all over the map with this <laughs>
4: Like two days ago, he said we're yeah. keeping the door open. Yeah, you sure about that? Yeah, Schefter just came down with it, so we'll see what we'll see what happens. But yeah, not looking good.
0: Anyway, I, uh, I'm not even gonna go over the the Sunday slate: Rams, Broncos. It's Christmas. Be with your family. Okay. Don't don't. It's, that's <laughs> honestly that's the saddest thing that that's the saddest thing. We're just writing this one off immediately. Just get it out. That's the saddest thing that a human could do is on Christmas Day. <laughs> I don't care what your religion is. If you're Christmas Day on a holiday at four thirty, watching Broncos Rams, <laughs> hey, I'm thinking of you. Okay, my heart is with you. My 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 heart is with anybody who watches that game. I, I
1: might watch like World Juniors no. preseason games. That's not, for that's that. not acceptable. Same <laughs> with that. the
0: night game. If you if you instead of Christmas dinner you you rush it, you know you you leave one of your aunts and uncles' conversation mm-hmm. to go see what Trace McSorley's doing. You, you need to...
1: Say early goodbye to Grandma just to go watch. No,
0: it's just... No, that's, Radiant, that's not so right. That's not right. <laughs> anyway. Quick break. Uh, that was Time for Action. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in on the action. Must be 19+. plus. Must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. Quick break. Let's come back. Let's close this sucker up.
2: Sportsnet 590. The fan.
0: The, fan. the fan. All right. Quick, quick, quick. Let's fire off and get out of here and go on our holidays and a.k.a. Um, hide out in our homes. <laughs> And, hope and pray for the power survive <laughs> um, It's time for action brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL download the DraftKings app to get in on the action Must be 19 plus must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly um, Quick Thursday night prop pick for me. I'm taking Evan Ingram over 40 and a half yards If you look at what he's been doing lately, it's been getting targeted a ton um, He has 32 targets over his last three games 25 in his last two weeks And yeah, he's a good yards after the catch guy. But most importantly, this Jets defense, this is sort of the way that you have to attack them. Um, They're just, they're susceptible to tight ends and you go away from Sauce Gardner and that's the thing that you do there. Um, That was Time for Action brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app to get in the action. Must be 19 plus, must be in Ontario. Please play responsibly. Okay, so before we close out today, I asked everybody what they want as their Toronto wish list. I said you could make it about the show. Um, I think said you could make it about Toronto sports. Whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Jobo, you want to go first?
1: Yeah. So my wish list item, mm-hmm. number one,
0: is the... Number um, one. Wow. No, 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 you can sorry. tell you're a rich kid. Right number no, one. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> number one. He's just like, okay, this <laughs> my is... My fault. In our household, maybe if there's extra budget, we'll, you know, in our final 10 minutes of I'm the just podcast saying it's,
1: it's the number one thing that I thought of right away when you said it yesterday, and it's, it's still mm-hmm. number one. Uh, The Leafs to wear their reverse retros more than twice Mm, because they're only wearing them twice this entire season for reference Mm -hmm. um, The rest of the league is wearing it between six and eight Mm. Why is the most one of the most historic franchises in the league with a jersey? That's a callback to their history Mm -hmm. only wearing it twice against San Jose and Buffalo Buffalo. I can understand San Jose Like why is the best
0: job you've ever done?
1: It doesn't end like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm going to quote Sam McKee, too, because I know he's on my team for this. Friend yeah, of the is. show, your friend. Yeah. Um, in the words he's going to love this stat, by the way. In the words of I'm Sam McKee, this yeah. uh, on November 30th, he tweeted out, is it a hot take to say these Leaf sweaters should be their primary home jerseys? Uh-huh. Spectacular tarp, period.
0: Yeah. So They are. That's the number There's, one wish list. They're, un, they're undeniably beautiful, and they look mm-hmm. great on television, and I don't know what the hell they're doing. In I don't know why twice, they don't have them Twice that. in November, yeah. too.
1: Like, like, why are you not wearing them in December? Like, would this not look so nice around Christmas? You have, like, the black and orange NHL logo.
0: It would. You got the, the
1: shoulders.
0: You should be able to get this. This is a good request, all right? I, I'm glad that you went with design. <laughs> this was very up your alley, and this was very yeah. good. If anyone's listening. Baffle, what do you want?
4: This one... Also goes into the sports fashion category. Okay, you guys you very you love clothes for <laughs> well, Christmas. He has a new like outfit every day. Yeah, so. he does. That's
0: true. That's true. I, yeah, off is sports fashion. This
4: is this is more raptors based, but Ooh. also more for the entire NBA. I need to see coaches back in suits. Mm. I think Nick Nurse has some drip. Dwayne Casey had some drip when he was coaching. I want to see them showcase, you know, these suits. I can't, I can't, I understand it for the bubble. You know, everybody wants to be comfortable. Everybody wants to be in the dry fit, but we're past the bubble. Like, let's show some swag on the sidelines, guys.
0: I'm good with this. I like when coaches dress up. I think it's a better look. I also think that this is Bafo showing how Italian he is, where he's like, <laughs> Hey. Have some respect. <laughs> Wear the suit. Put a suit on. Wear the You're suit. You're at work. You're not at the gym. <laughs> You're, You're not about, at the gym. It's about the respect. Yeah, exactly. That was it. <laughs> this, is a, a big, this is about respect. This is about respect. I respect it. I think it's good. I'm, I'm into it. I think that some coaches do take it too far. Like, uh, It's fine when it's a winter classic when they do the whole fedora yeah. thing, but every once in a while a coach always does take it a little too far uh, with these things, and you go, okay, you really, this, you really are making it about you. I prefer a little understated, but mm-hmm. uh, no, I like this one. Austin, what do you want? What do you want for what's on your holiday wish list?
3: My holiday wish list,
0: JD, is going right after your
3: heart, honestly. I hope that the – I wish that wow, the that Toronto
0: – like you would crush, but okay. The
3: Toronto Argonauts sell yeah. out their home opener they will. in Toronto for the banner
0: unveiling. You yeah. think they will, yeah, eh? I, I,
3: I hope that happens
0: from the bottom yeah. of my heart. I'll tell you this right now. I'll be there, and I'm going with – a bunch of different friends. Are we splitting season I'll, tickets? I'll be still. there. So, yeah, Joe will be there. Anyway, it's just this can be an event. Mm-hmm. I already bought Fresh Argos gear. Uh, you, I have. what did you get? I bought. I bought. A, I bought a couple things. Nice. Yeah, I did. I. I actually uh, speaking to McKee. I bought us hats. Yes, <laughs> nice, <I guess>. nice. <laughs> but nice. uh, I'm also trying to get this jacket. That's and, what I was about to ask you to know, you get the jacket. No, it's hard to get. It's not easy, and I'm trying to explore different avenues for getting this jacket. Anyway, <laughs> Argos home opener is going to be a banger. It's it's going to be one of the events of the season. Anyway, I I really do believe this. Toronto is an event city, and it likes a sexy event
2: mm-hmm.
0: more than anything else. That's what I'm saying. It's not. I don't. I hate when I say this because I do a sports talk show, but. It's not always like a sports town. It's not always. It's just it's an event city. People get up for the events. They want tickets to hot nights. And I believe. Yeah. As long as the Argos aren't up against anything crazy. That the home opener night is going to be dope. It's going to be a really fun one. And then if you just get some people in some butts in that stadium. I'm telling you. And if it's. Are you. (laughs) It's jazz. Mm. Dude. If it's swag. And he's swagging out. <laughs> and people start to give a little buzz of Yo, swag is actually the truth, and we got this guy, and here's it. Anyway, it could this could be a thing. Plus, the you know you get in on the the older folk by being like it's Jim Kelly relative. Jim Kelly's yeah, in the- yeah. You know it's just there's good connects here for everybody. This is a good one. Swag, come on the show. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I had a whole bunch of different different random things, like a new kid for Fred Van VanVleet, <laughs> a new brain for Kakuchi better health plan for the Leafs blue line um I had some for you guys I don't have time I definitely I did have Austin to learn how to use Google <laughs> <I need> to... <laughs>
1: it's on topic
2: today I did it's on topic. I did have
0: yeah I, uh, that's I, very well yeah. thought
2: out and said
0: yeah a spine for my boy Pete <laughs> you know like he's the <laughs> I just wish so badly but um I'm gonna close this with my holiday wish list for Toronto sports is a splash. We need a splash. This the city needs a signing, a trade, a win. It needs something. A new face. And that's, No, it is. It, there's been too much of the same for a while. The Leafs have been about running back. The Raptors have been about running back. The Blue Jays. What did Ben say today? They won 92 games last season. It's always about the past, the past, the past, the past we need an injection of something. I talked about this today, and this is why this is on brand with what the topic of the day was, which is one of the most exciting things that a sports fan can experience outside of winning championships. It's splashy moves. Yeah. It's hope, okay? Leafs are giving you hope with what the, pro- or the on-ice product is right now, right? Mm-hmm. But you've got a bunch of cap space for once. For once and forever, basically. Make a splash. Yeah. Make a splash and give people real hope. Toronto Raptors. You've got a bunch of good pieces. You're not going anywhere this year. Yeah. You need to figure out how to make this better. Make a splash. Don't just trade Gary, Gary Trent Jr. and have everybody have to do the whole thing of Raptors fan infighting of, well, these guys can take a step, and you got to be patient. you got to trust the process and all this stuff. No. Make a splash. Toronto Blue Jays. you got an opportunity to win a World Series. You won 92 games last, last year. Act like it. Sign somebody sexy. Actually go beyond just staying flat with your group. Okay, great. You went out and got Chris Bassett. That was replacing Stripling. You lost a center fielder who hit a bunch of home runs for you <laughs> in a playoff game last year and replaced him with a guy who is going to make some, who's, who's basically going to be Kevin Pillar for you. Yep. Make a splash. Act like You're trying to actually win a World Series. So that's what this city needs. We need a splash, and that's all I want for Christmas, is for one of those three teams. I feel like all three of you could just be able to get together in a room, figure out which one of you is going to end up doing it. (laughs) Somebody make a splash. And if you want to give this show a Christmas present, all All right, right. Hanukkah gift, whatever, what you do is you go to Apple or Spotify, for God's sakes, (laughs) and you leave a five-star review. And on Apple, you can leave a little comment, and you can... Bang out that five stars. If you really want to help, you see the tweet on social media, you see it on your Instagram, whatever you do it, share it. Share it. Give it the little holiday spirit. Reach out anytime. DMs are open at JD Bunker's Twitter and Instagram. Have a happy holidays. See you in the new year, 2023.